first of all, I always tell people, don't chase the money. Help the people and the money will come. Uh, if you're, you know, looking at, oh, my God, I can, I can make 10000 if I sell this house. Well, I've sold some where I've made 1500 you know? <laughs> The little ones that we have in Kings Point. But I've got one client that's bought five from me. So, you know, that 1500 times five, even though I've had to work for each one of them, you know, so it, I don't know. I just, I'm just doing it, but that's the main thing. If you're chasing the money, you know, you're not going to make it. All right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast, and I am Jeff Beginger, one of your hosts today, and we're here with my brother. Craig Beggins, how are you? And Mike Puma. And Mike Puma. And today we have a really cool guest with us today. We have Sandy Tams, and Sandy is from our Sun City Center office, been with us for a while, and has quite a cool, interesting path and past that kind of led her, as we always joke about, nobody ever dreams about being in real estate, they, they, their path leads them to it. So I find it fascinating to find everybody's path, how it ends up here to today. So now I'm going to introduce Sandy and Sandy kind of take it away and give us a story kind of where Sandy came from and how you evolved to where you are today. Well, so welcome. Thank you. Well, I'm a couple years older than those that you've been interviewing. And uh, I have uh, a lot of history behind me starting in 1967, I became a flight attendant for Eastern Airlines and decided to be uh, based in New York. Since I was a small town girl, I thought how exciting to go to the big city of New York. After two winters uh, in New York, I said, transfer me to Miami. <laughs> Fair weather girl from California couldn't take those winters. And uh, anyhow, I wound up in Miami and uh, flew for Eastern Airlines for a total of eight years, marrying one of their pilots. And uh, we decided uh, at one point that living in Miami wasn't where we wanted to raise children. And uh, uh, after four years of marriage, we finally had our daughter. And we decided to move to a little town north of here called Brooksville. We picked out land and built a lovely home there, and I became a cattle rancher, so to speak. Uh, I had as many as 31 head. <laughs> You're laughing, Jeff. I had Love it. as 31 head of Black Angus cattle at one time, and, and I raised a litter of Labrador Retriever puppies and also two children. And, uh, of course, had stopped flying for obvious reasons uh, to raise children. Um, and... Uh, Anyhow, we lived there for 10 years, very involved in, in doing all kinds of various volunteer work. Um, I was president of our junior service league for uh, the 50th, and I should say, and very involved in the church and the schools. So my husband decided he had enough commuting and mending fences, and so we moved to North Tampa. And as you know, Eastern Airlines went defunct in in 1990, and uh, he had to go find another way of work. And uh, anyhow, I went to um, the gal that had um, helped us to buy our home on Lake Magdalene, by the way, and uh, told her, I said, hey, we're going to have to sell our house. We can't afford it, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I've been working uh, now for 15 years, raising kids and doing 
paperwork. What am I going to do? And she said, well, you've got the background of people service and you're very pleasant, yada, yada. She says, you know, how managers are. They encourage everybody to be fun realtors. And so anyway, I decided to go ahead and go to school and do it. And, uh, and uh, I went to work for a little company up in North Tampa uh, that I don't believe is even around anymore. And uh, after about six months, I went, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I've got teenage children texting, uh, excuse me, um, paging me. I even have cell phones to speak of then. And mom, mom, you know, always this one was fighting, that was fighting. And then getting upset when I would have to go show a house or something on the weekends. So I had to, was sitting on floor duty. Newbies got floor duty then. And uh, this gal bebopped in, just a cute little bubbly thing. And she asked me if I knew anybody that would like to uh, be in one of the models at Cheval uh, and spell the salespeople there. And I went, and she told me, you know, the conditions and everything. And I thought, hey, you know, that just might be it. Monday through Friday, have weekends off, get a salary, and be able to uh, be home on weekends. So that's where I started my new home sales bit. After a oh. year, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just kind of fell into it. So after a year, I realized that that wasn't really going to be my niche. They didn't give me any training. Just like being a hostess with a license. So I thought, well, maybe I, I need to do something. If, you know how you know, Charlie yesterday was talking about how he bounced around for a while before he decided on what to do. So anyway, uh, I uh, got a call from one of the realtors that had brought people through, and she said, I heard that you are no longer at Cheval. And I have this friend that uh, is out in the Walden Lake in Plant City. I'm in North Tampa, remember? Yeah. And, uh, and she said, and she's, they're looking for salespeople, and you would just be perfect for there. And I went, okay, opportunity. She said, this, th these people will really train you and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I wound up going out that I made an appointment with the sales manager and zipped out there in my little short skirt. I was younger then. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyhow, they hired me. And I was in Walden Lake for eight years. And uh, Eventually moved to Plant City and bought a house there and, and just loved that beautiful community. So I was selling house and amenities, lifestyle, and that's kind of been my niche. So then uh, Walden Lake was finishing up and the manager had transferred here to Sun City Center. And he said, I want you to come over here with me. Oh, dear. Another commute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 45 minutes. You know. Was that Jerry Starkey? Uh, well, Tom Riley was the manager at that time. Yeah, okay. I knew Jerry Starkey and Al Hoffman and, and Charlie Brasington. You know, I knew, knew all of those guys, of course, you know, as a sales yeah. not really well. Uh, so anyway, I'm trying to make it as short as possible. So I came to Sun City Center and eventually moved down this way and uh, uh, again, selling homes and lifestyle, you know, amenities. Uh, and so then when, uh, you know, the bottom fell out and, and uh, new home sales, you could shoot a cannon off of this beautiful uh, sales center we had. Um, it was just a gorgeous place. I had a very lush office, uh, just really a lovely place. And um, I mean, stop and think. So I went, 
what am I going to do now? And so um, I had worked several times with this agent in town that had her own brokerage. And uh, she said, well, come to work with me. Well, I was kind of tired of the micromanaging and the big corporate attitude and everything, thinking that, and of course, along the way in my new home sales career, I had tested the waters for other places, thinking they might be better. It's not always true. Uh, and so always stayed with WCI uh, all that time. Um, didn't really go anywhere else. So anyway, so I went with her and floundered around, you know, because that was the downturn of the market and and managed to survive it. And after a year, I had run into, well, I'd known Bob Pasquarello. Um, and he kept saying, come on and go to work with Century 21. So I interviewed with Deborah, and I went back to the broker on the other side, and she promised me all kinds of things. And I really felt guilty about leaving her because, you know, it was a tough time. So, yeah, another six months went by, and none of the things that she promised me were coming true. And again, I was floundering and uh, working hard, you know, showing 30 homes a day sometimes, it seemed like, because, you know, we had so much inventory then. And uh, anyhow, I called up Deborah and I said, I'm coming. And uh, I've been with Craig and Gang ever since. And uh, always been, you know, one of the top salespeople, except for a few years. Even in new homes, I was always, you know, either one or two. So, uh, you know, I just work hard, take care of my clients, and answer my phone. <laughs> I know that's always a topic. And uh, where are my name tag? You see I have it on? Well, I was in a doctor's office. I had a name tag. I was a private name tag. New home sales, you have a name tag. And it's just a natural thing. I don't know who I am without a name tag on <laughs> Now, Sandy, one thing I find interesting about that story is I don't think a lot of people who may not be from the area understand those areas that you mentioned, but what years were you in like New Tampa and Brooksville? Because I know I moved down here in 98 and New yeah. Tampa was really just getting built. I mean, out you know, north of Bruce B. Downs really oh. was nothing. I mean, it oh, was that cow was, pastures. That was rural. Well, uh, we moved. We moved to um, to Brooksville in 1976. Okay. My daughter, so there was my nothing daughter, else out there. Yeah, my daughter will be 45 in July, and she was an infant. Okay, there was nothing out there, and so uh, at the time we had to rent a house until our home was built, and it was 30 minutes for me to get a, a, to a store to get a, a gallon of milk. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, it was nothing to call the kid in the, the car, station wagon, by the way, and, uh, and you know, take off into the big town of Brooksville at the time. It was very small, but it was just a lovely little community with big, beautiful oak trees. And, and the courthouse uh, was a uh, red brick, and, uh, and it was hilly. Uh, and that was the appeal for us, uh, you know, because of, of the ruralness of it. Uh, and uh, we were able to build a house that we like. And of course, now I would change and do a whole lot different, you know, how it is. Uh, so, but, so, so how did you, selling in those communities though, and in areas before they're really developed is challenging, right? It's a, it's a challenge that a lot of agents that watch this are facing in their local market. Obviously now we're in some challenging times um, as, as an entire globe, but 
you know, in that markets that you were selling homes in, they were not like super high demand, ton of community, ton of growth. Like they were really just starting. So what was that like? How did you, how were you so successful? New, New Tampa did not exist when I, when I would have to drive into the university mall, you know, where that is. Yeah, uh, and I would take the back road, which is now where where Wesley Chapel is in all of New Tampa, and it was a two lane road, uh, and uh, there was no housing except for oh one maybe or two developments that were starting. You know, Tampa, uh, uh, Tampa Palms was uh, even not even there at that time, and Hunter's Green. Uh, when I went to when I went to Walden Lake, we became competition for. A lot of the areas in, in uh, Brandon, Bloomingdale area, and also New Tampa, New Tampa, then Tampa Palms and Hunters Green, they were competition for. And a lot of the things that we had was busloads of, of companies transferring their people. And so we would do the dog and pony show and the tours and everything. And, and we were big on having uh, brokers, uh, lunches and things like that. And, and you know, really stroke the uh, the uh, uh, real estate companies uh, more so than I see anymore. You know, the, the brokers opens and things of that nature. Um, we don't. I mean, they, I see them once in a while, but nothing like we had them then. Um, but uh, you know, it, I one day I'll tell you this story. One day I was happened to be standing at the front desk uh, of the sales center we had at the time, and this guy got out of a, an old beat-up uh, car, and he had on a polyester suit, and, and I said, boy, I bet this guy can't afford anything that we have. Came in, paid cash for a house, you know, so you, you never prejudge how, how people look, and, uh, you know, so I learned a lot of lessons, and, and uh, you know, along the way, and I shared that with people coming on board. Uh, I really feel that, uh, you know, the new people today need to hear the stories that we have to tell. And, and I help all I can when I have a listing that is uh, uh, vacant and they can do an open house. I encourage the new people because that's how they get their contacts. You know, now they, they may not sell my listing, but they'll get contacts. So, you know. okay. oh, Go ahead, go ahead. You, you said throughout, you, you didn't find your niche until you realized you were selling lifestyle and homes. Yeah. Right. And Walden Lake was a lifestyle-laden community. Um, yeah. Sun City Center is a lifestyle-laden community. Correct. When you made the switch from new home sales to resales, I assume you kept the lifestyle sales process. Right. Well, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I've stayed in Sun City Center. Obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm the age of the people moving here. And so they parallel with me or relate, you know, I mean, they have that common uh, and uh, and they find they find that uh, you know I know the amenities I know that uh, <laughs> I have people coming to me all the time. What's the name of this house? That's one neat thing that we have here in Sun City Center is we have almost the names of all of the homes that have been built here. You know you got to stop and think we go back to 1962. Uh, so this is an old community, uh, well established, all the amenities here and everything and. And uh, it's just a great place, you know, to retire and affordable. You know, so many of the new 55 plus communities, you can't get in there for less than 300,000 or more. You know, so like it's like um, the uh, new one in uh, Waimama. 
So how do you how do you explain that you've done 17 transactions so far this year? <laughs> Is that how many I've done? <laughs> yeah. I don't keep count. <laughs> I'm not, I, you probably, I would probably drive you crazy, Craig. <laughs> I just take one at a time, and I take care of, care of the people, and uh, some are doubles, you know, where I've helped them to buy and help them to sell. Uh, some are returning clients that I've had over the years. Others are calling on my listings, and uh, you know, and I'm taking care of them. In fact, I'm going out this afternoon and showing a couple that are moving from Zephyr Hills to here. I've chosen to live in Sun City Center again, affordable. And I'm showing, I think, seven properties this afternoon, <laughs> which is a lot, you know. Uh, we really don't usually have that many in the price range that they're looking, but you know, right now the way it is. So with last month, I, I closed four properties, uh, this month two already. And uh, if, if I have the buyer and we're doing the walkthrough, we do the, the hand sanitizer and the mask and, and they're driving their own cars, which, you know, normally they would be in my car. So, you know, and we just can't do that right now. Yeah. So that's it. What I think is, is fascinating, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you come on here is, you know, you hear us talk all the time, everything works, right? And it does. But what you do is consistent, right? I mean, you are always, you're at the top agent luncheons every quarter, right? You're a solid top oh. producer. You always have been. I mean, and you just do a great job. But you do real estate, right? The way real estate is done. You're, you meet people you connect with them. I think one of the best things you have is the ability, the empathy to listen and pay attention, reading through your testimonials and your reviews. It's a common theme throughout all of that. Sandy listens and she pays attention, does a great job. She, I felt really comfortable. You've got this nurturing side of you um, from, and I had no idea you were a cowgirl before, but maybe it was the, the 31 heads of cattle kind of help you yeah. get that, that empathy, but that just really works. So you don't need Facebook, you don't need Instagram, you're not doing TikTok, you're not doing geotargeting, you're just doing regular people real estate, then you find people that need to buy and sell. You know, look, look what you just talked about. People come from an open house, you get a listing from your past clients or your sphere, a sign goes up, marketing goes out, calls come in, you connect, you answer your phone, which is critical, mm -hmm. right? And so you take that phone answer, you connect with them, you listen to what they want, you give them what they want, you get a deal. They become your past clients, they send to your friends. So it's mm -hmm. wash, rinse, repeat. But right now, you're not really going over to Indian Rock Beach to sell condos or downtown St. Pete or Harbor Island or back into New Tampa, right? You're, you're pretty much focused in on your niche right now. So anybody that wants that, those areas, I refer them. That's important, right? And I, I think we've seen that with a couple of other interviews that we've done through the series, though. Once you pick a lane, right, and pick a niche, like how in the world could you know if there was a name of a house in Pinellas Park. You just don't care, right? Yeah. But you know that it's the Sandpiper or whatever the name of the model is in this specific neighborhood in Sun City Center. And you know that that one is better for this couple because this couple, you heard that they said that they like to play tennis, right? And you happen to know that the tennis courts were refinished over in this complex not that long ago. This is the local knowledge that you have that makes you that trusted resource and, right. and just amenity. And this is so duplicatable to anywhere around the country and world and I think sometimes people get caught up that the need to go big and, and start broadening out and, and hit the, the digital marketing and the social media marketing when the reality of it is 
you're going to do 30, 40 deals again this year by just staying in the neighborhood and being Sandy and listening and paying attention. I must say, though, that I have two listings coming up outside of Sun City Center, and I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's so so seldom that I get to do that. But again, I've helped both clients help them buy, and they're now having me list their homes. So, you know, they're they're not that far away, so it's not like I'm uh, on the other side of... of But they came from your farm. They came from your sphere, right? So these people... They didn't just come in off of one of your Facebook ads that you're not running. They came in because you did a good job to them before and you own trust in their mind. Yeah. And then that, that just gives you the past client. So I think a lot of people forget um, Donna Reichenbach. She'll be one of our future episodes here coming up too. She's for 15 years worked four streets, Sandy, yeah. right? Four, four streets in Madeira oh beach. And yeah. That's it. That's but, it. But that's, that's all she works. But yeah. from there, they're, I mean, they make very, they do very, very well. But mm-hmm. from those four streets comes the business like you just talked about because they have a cousin and a brother and a sister and an aunt and an uncle and a neighbor and a buddy, right? All of them have that. So they just become that circle of trust mm-hmm. that they just own real estate. So you're just fortified into your clients' minds. Now, I was talking with Deb Haley mm-hmm. and the number one word she comes up with you is tenacious, mm-hmm. right? And you're like one of the rocks inside of that that office. So mm-hmm. it's so cool to see such a, a sweet, empathetic, caring person, but knowing that you have that tenaciousness in front of you that when somebody wants a house and you're going to go get it and it's, yeah. it's just fun. That's exactly right. I, I, I it, you know, I, 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 I work them until they either buy a house or they tell me to go away. <laughs> <laughs> in most cases I help them find a house. No, I've got folks right now that uh, are planning on coming down to buy, and then uh, you know happened, and they've had to delay their times down. I've worked with home homes in the area uh, on the last year or so, and and you know, so I keep in touch with people too. I think that's important. Um, I use the auto notification uh, to you know to keep showing them the areas where they're considering buying. Um, I've got one client that wants to be down in the parish area. And of course, I don't know anything about parish other than I live in that area, but it's changed so much as well. And, uh, you know, that I tried to get them to let me refer them. And they said, no, we want you to help us. So I do go outside of Sun City Center. So, So Sandy, what's, what's the drive, right? You've, you've been very successful for a very long time. You're on track to do another 30, 40 deals this year. You didn't even know that. (laughs) So like, so obviously what, what it's not money. What is, what is the drive for you that says, you know what? I still want to do this, right? I still want to get up and I still want to put in because listen, you've got a great system and you've got it down packed, but doing 30 to 40 transactions is still a lot of work. So it's not like you're not working. You're working very hard. You're just, you make it look easy because you've done it so successfully for so long, but what is, what's that drive for you that, that gets you up every morning to want to, to want to go do it and not even pay attention to actually how many deals you're actually doing? Well, one thing I like helping people, you know, that that's where it starts is helping people. Uh, but I like the money, you know, I mean, we all like the money. 
uh, I look forward to vacation and having nice things and uh, uh, being able to, uh, you know, take the Hawaiian vacation for the top agents that looks like it's going to be canceled or next year. Uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and uh, it's, it's not really a hobby for me, but uh, just it keeps me young, keeps me keeps my mind sharp. Um, the relationships I've made over the years, uh, you know, are, are priceless. Uh, the people that have touched my lives over the years, I, I, I treasure. And I just look forward to the next one. You know, some of become longtime friends, some I never see again. You know, I mean, you always have that. You know, you aren't, don't have the camaraderie of everyone that you work with. You know. Sandy, what do you think, looking at the agents that have come and gone out of the industry, right? You've seen them from new home sales to oh, yeah. um, general nonstop. What do you think the biggest weakness is when people come into this industry that causes them to fail? You've kind of seen it. You probably haven't paid so much attention because it wasn't super relevant. But what have you noticed that is what happens to people? It just doesn't work for them. Well, first of all, I always tell people, don't chase the money. Help the people and the money will come. Uh, if you're, you know, looking at, oh, my God, I can, I can make 10000 if I sell this house. Well, I've sold some where I've made 1500 <laughs> The little ones that we have in Kings Point, but got one client that's bought five from me. So, you know, that 1500 times five, even though I've had to work for each one of them, you know, so it, I don't know. I just, I'm just doing it, but that's the main thing. I think if you're chasing the money, you know, you're not going to make it because you're worried about it. I always tell anybody that asks me, well, I'd like to be a realtor. Is it hard? And I say, yeah, it's hard. And uh, and I tell them they better have at least six months of uh, money saved up or another income coming in because it's going to take at least that long. Right, Craig? (laughs) It's going to take at least that long or longer before you can really, uh, uh, you know, make a living at it. So That's a great point. And don't don't spend everything, don't spend everything you make. Uh, You know, keep that nest egg and that cushion. Right. One thing I one thing I've noticed with agents is they think they have it figured out after um, a quarter or two or three, right? Yeah. And the reality of it is you're not you're you're still new until you're at least five years into this business, right? Everything changes. There's so much to do. Oh well, it's continuing to change for me. Uh, I had a lot of dear friends when I was at Walden Lake that were in general real estate. In fact, I'm still close with some of them. And you know, when we started having all these had the downturn of the market, they decided to retire. You know, they were older than, a little older than me. But, you know, I haven't let all this new stuff stop me. You know, just keep going with it and doing what I know and, and uh, taking care of my clients. I think I know the answer to this question, Sandy, but, you know, we're facing a financial crisis right now. How worried are you about your business going into this or being in this financial crisis? I'm not. <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. There's uh, just more people for you to help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, answering my, answering my phone. Uh, I I've been calling former former clients, uh, asking how they are, 
Uh, I've been, uh, you know, sending emails to, to those that I have still have their email, you know, touching base. And I have, Mike, been putting your, your posts on, on my Facebook page. Not every day, but, uh, uh, and I did open up a business page. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to stay up with technology. I figured out how to get on Zoom this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, I have a, I'm very blessed. I have a, a 96 and a half year old father that, uh, you know, that you having to stay you know, somewhat separated, you know, now getting back in touch a little bit. And my mother that just passed away in January, she, she was doing texting, she was on Facebook, to, you know, she didn't let being old get in her way, and I, and I guess I follow right in that path. So, anyway. One thing I always notice about you is there's... I have a daughter and... Go ahead. I was saying one thing that's consi consistent with you is every time I see you, um, there's a big old smile on your face, right? You are, uh, you're happy. The energy, the vibes mm -hmm. that you give out are just, they're, they're just, they're attractive vibes. People just want to be around you because you're a great, happy, good person that cares. And I think what also is an underlying thing mm -hmm. is, do you think that there's any other agent that can give better service than you? Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> uh, but, I don't think I'm the <laughs> but you haven't met him yet. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I partnered up with my friend Dick Wilson, and, and he has a totally different approach than I do, but we work well together, and, and we know that if, uh, you know, we can't take care of somebody that the other can't, and we trust that they, that that, that they will be taken care of, you know, so you got to have that, too, that you find somebody so you can get away, and all you have to do is plan a vacation, and that's when you get busy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Where, where I was going with that, though, is the trust that you portray when you're yeah. talking with somebody is they there's nobody else that they're going to think is going to do a better job than you because you listen, you pay mm -hmm. attention, and you really just kind of give them the best experience that you can. And they can feel that even before they have that experience with you. So that's and, and I think in your mind, you know that they're in the best hands ever. If they hired another company or another person, they wouldn't get the same services they get from you. They wouldn't get the level of caring and experience on there. So that's what I think just comes out just from when, when somebody meets with you and talks with you. Well, I try to be honest. And if they ask me what I think about a particular property, if I don't think it, it's right, or if I see things that are, you know, with the resales that are, that there's issues with the property, I, I don't just ignore them and walk away. I, you know, we'll point them out before they, they sign them the dotted line. You know, they need to know if I see something, you know, would I buy that house? It's maybe, not, you know, I'm not going to live in it, but yeah, know, I just pointed out. Well, you're certainly experienced in home buying yourself. I think you've rattled off 10 or 15 houses you've lived in. <laughs> the longest I've lived anywhere in my entire life is 10 years, and that was in Brooklyn. So I'm looking forward to this one. I'm uh, where I'm living now. I've been in at six, so I've got another four to go. <laughs> so Puma, I can already see it from from flight attendant to cowgirl to real estate <laughs> top agent. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a tricky one to title because the reality is when we get someone that's got your level of experience and expertise, it's just, there's so many, there's so many things and little nuggets that I think people could take from you 
Um, and I hope that they watch this and, and realize that really this business is simple. It's just not easy. Right. And you've, you've proven that you've proven that it's very simple. If you just come at this and say, listen, I'm going to help people. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to learn my market so that I know it like the back of my hand. And then I'm going to give you the best experience possible when you're buying or selling your house. This is an easy business. And then the hard part is just staying in touch. Right, which is something you've been able to do, and uh, and so I hope I hope the agents that watch this really take that away. But yeah, <laughs> your experience makes this difficult to uh, to title. <laughs> so how are you we'll going to title it? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, now I got to figure it out. Well, my biggest takeaway from you is I think the, the the biggest best advice to agents that are watching this is never chase the money, right? Just help the buyers, and the money will come. And the money will come. Absolutely. Well, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, I wrote that down. So I think that might be our title here. Yeah. Okay. And recap for me. You started new home sales in Cheval. What year was that? Like 85, 86? Uh, 90, 90, 1991. 1991. Uh, so you started your sales career in 1991, which is 30 years ago. Years ago, my life was for 30 years. Wow! So uh, I haven't been a, a member of, of GTAR until I, you know, because I didn't need to in, in sales. Just a very short time that I was with uh, Sun Sun Cove Realty. Oh, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, Pat Pat and, and Gail Green. That's right. Did you know them? Yeah, they did a lot of foreclosure business. Yeah, yeah. He tried to take me under his wing. I think he had all those. <laughs> you know what? That just proved because I, well, let's see. Symphony Realty started in 1990. So I got one year on you in the real estate business. That's but Symphony Toronto didn't start until 1992. So you got one year on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I went when I was at Cheval. That's when uh, General Schwarzkopf lived there. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the ultimate in security. That was, that was the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> uh, I know. I mean, I mean, your mother and I are around the same age. Yeah. But I, <laughs> you know, my, I tried to get my daughter to get into real estate, and it just wasn't rich, but she's done very well with her insurance business. So, and, and then my son-in-law, as you know, who has been doing inspections for years. So I've got... I've got now uh, that they've been in their industry long enough. My son-in-law, especially, I I treasure his uh, expertise and what he does. And I don't I don't steer people to anybody, in you know, with uh, lenders, home inspectors, any of those. I give them a list and say, here's who I recommend. This one's my son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and a lot of times they'll say, yeah, if you if you trust that he's going to do a good job because he's your son-in-law, he's probably going to do a great job. And so, uh, and then there are others say, well, maybe I'll use somebody else, and that's fine with me. But again, you know, it's not like I don't I don't want that responsibility of I've picked this person, and if they don't do the job, that reflects on me. So you know, it, I, I'm very careful with that. Well, well, just Sandy, my I, son new home, by the way. He just closed. My son just closed on a new home over on the Space Coast. 
All oh. right. Yeah. Nice. He's still over there building rockets. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. well, well, this has been really awesome, Sandy. I want to thank All you for right. taking the time to be here with us today and a lot of good nuggets. So those of you who are watching who have not had 30 years in the business, pay attention, stop chasing the money, take care of the customers and just learn some little nuggets from Tam, from, from Sandy. So thank you for your time. And any last words, Craig, any parting words from you? No, I just honor your commitment and your talent and your, your, um, your caring attitude. I mean, I can tell you after all the years we've been together, I, I can't think of one complaint I've ever had against you. Thank you. Not one. So Thank you're you. a joy to have on the team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you, you guys Sandy. Have a great day, and thank you for inviting me to do this. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye, Sandy. Bye.